Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Joey Calvez. I want to tell you guys a little bit about the Department of Metahuman Affairs. This one is a story about a team led by a retired sidekick, two felons, a failed actor from Broadway, and a reprogrammed cyborg. But their first mission is to stop the criminals who have robbed a bank, and they will have to set the world at ease. You're going to get 180 pages of entertainment action-packed awesomeness right here in the first six issues in a collected hardcover volume one all you got to do is head on over to kickstarter.com and type in the department of metahuman affairs or dma and check it out right now this podcast contains adult content Some of the themes or topics may include information on murder, kidnapping, torture, dismemberment, maybe some demonic content with information on possessions and paranormal activity. This podcast will also include explicit, horrible and foul, socially unacceptable, totally uninhibited adult themes language. So if you're easily offended, if you're easily triggered, then I highly suggest you turn this off now. And if not, just keep in mind, parental discretion is advised. Before we get started, I'd like to thank everybody for their good feedback on the part one episode. As you regular listeners know, this is not something I usually do. This is very out of character for me. But I like getting out of my comfort zone sometimes, so I do appreciate the good feedback on the scripted episodes. I did say I was going to read new Patreon subscribers and read reviews after this episode. I'm not going to do that, and I'm not going to do it after part three either. I strongly believe that this is a series that needs to stand alone, so... Until I get done with this series after part three, I will wait until then to read reviews and thank new Patreon subscribers. At the end of this episode, there will be an interview with Clint Dunn. He was nice enough to grant me his time to talk about this case. And I also want you to know that you have an entire community that you don't even know about that's behind you. And with that being said, on with the part two of Haley Dunn. During the last episode, Mysterious Circumstances introduced you to the case involving a young West Texas teen named Haley Darlene Dunn. Night, go stay with a friend. Um, Tuesday we found out she didn't make it to that friend's house. The reward for information in her disappearance has jumped from $1,000 to $10,000. She didn't take anything with her. It was um, broad daylight, three in the afternoon. She didn't take a toothbrush with her. It's very out of character for Haley. She's never just taken off and stayed gone before. Billy is praying her daughter will return home safely. We hope that she took off on her own. We hope she's scared to come home now because it's been so long, but there's a chance There's a great chance in my mind, as far as I'm concerned, that somebody snatched my baby off the street. In this episode, we bring you part two of Haley's case. 
After the polygraphs were administered, it seems that this case began to slowly evolve into more of a beast than anyone could have ever imagined. It was clear by this point that Haley was not a runaway. Something had happened to her. The case had caught national attention and was a hot topic on Nancy Grace. With the failure of the polygraph tests, Haley's mother, Billy Dunn, as well as her boyfriend, Sean Adkins, were put under the microscope. It wasn't long before Texas Rangers executed a search of the Dunn's family home and seized evidence. Haley's face was a common sight for most of the people in West Texas by now, as flyers covered the area. Huge billboards were eventually put up with the young girl's picture, begging the public to call in with any information that might help the investigation. As the search intensified, law enforcement seemed to zero in on Billy's live-in boyfriend, Sean Adkins. Circling back to what Sean had previously said about his whereabouts, this information clearly does not sync up. According to the affidavit, quote, In the course of the missing person investigation, investigators noted numerous inconsistencies in statements made by Adkins on and around the date of Haley Dunn's disappearance. According to Adkins, he was fired from his job at WSI and Snyder on Monday, 12-27-2010. Adkins later informed investigators he quit his job after an altercation with his supervisor. Investigators were informed by Adkins' employer that Adkins was a good employee and had not been fired. Investigators were also informed that Adkins did not have any altercation with supervisors on Monday, 12-27-2010 and further stated, Adkins arrived on the premises, according to their records, at 6 a.m. on Monday, 12-27-2010, went into the break room and purchased a Dr. Pepper out of the vending machine, looked at the supervisor without saying a word, and then left the premises at 6.10 a.m., end quote. This is quite different than the story Adkins had previously given about him arriving home from work on 12-27, around 3 p.m., Sean had told investigators that after he had allegedly quit his job, which was located in Snyder, Texas, that he went straight to his mother's home in Big Spring, Texas. However, the telephone records that were obtained tell a different story. According to the records, Adkins' cell phone was using a tower that was in the area of Colorado City, Texas, between 6.35 a.m. and 6.56 a.m., then there was another ping off a tower in the area of Big Spring, Texas, from 9.38 a.m. through 2.40 p.m. According to the affidavit, Billy Dunn said she left her home in Colorado City, Texas, and went to her job in Snyder, Texas, at around 6.20 a.m. Tonight, it appears that the search for Haley Dunn is becoming more of a criminal investigation. Authorities in Colorado City tell us they have a person of interest in the girl's disappearance, and that person is under surveillance 24 hours a day. Based on the affidavits for search warrants, both Haley's mother, Billy Dunn, and her boyfriend may be persons of interest in this disappearance. And you say now only one of those people is a confirmed person of interest? Yes, only one is confirmed. Now, those affidavits do point for, to both of them from the law enforcement documents. But right now, City Manager Pete Camper just confirmed to us that Sean Adkins is a person of interest. However, he would not confirm if Billy Dunn one is. That doesn't mean that she's not.
but it is not confirmed that she is either. Now, he said that persons of interest are people who potentially are part of a misdemeanor or felony. Like you mentioned, they are being watched on 24-hour surveillance right now. Uh, no arrests, though. We want to emphasize no arrests have been made and no charges have been filed so far, but they are intensifying this as a criminal investigation. However, they said they've not abandoned this as a missing person one either. Now, today, we went by Dilly Dunn's house. A friend talked to us because she refused to talk to K-Texas. She said that what we reported last night about those law enforcement documents pointing to her and Sean as suspects, well, she feels that's inaccurate. Well, we got all that information for that story from affidavits obtained first by K-Texas with Freedom of Information Act. Who did talk to us today was Haley's father, Clint Dunn. He's in Odessa following leads and suspicions of his own. Over the phone, he told K-Texas the information in those affidavits scared him. He said he read the story half a dozen times on ktexas.com and hardly slept last night. But he said he's known Billy 20 years. He doesn't believe she could have hurt Haley. During a press conference today, law enforcement put out some pretty big numbers illustrating just how far hard they've been searching and looking for Haley. They say so far they've searched 80 square miles using multiple tools from the air and dogs on the ground. They say they've looked into 250 viable leads and they've interviewed hundreds of people. But at times, authorities were pretty tight-lipped about their investigation. Here's a look at that. Do you believe Sean or Billy, one or the other, um, or both, know where Haley is? I think I think that that's a that's a very good question, and they're actually were wor working on leads just to the nature of that. You know, obviously, I don't know what they what they know, what they think. The person best to answer that would be Billy or Sean. Well, it is an ongoing investigation, so they, of course, can't tell us everything. They did mention that they've been looking for two girls. We did this story uh, this week, and they were looking for two girls that a witness may have seen with Haley the day before or the day she disappeared. Two girls came forward, but they say those are not the girls they need. So anybody with any leads need to call the police department. Now, search crews were out at it again. They were in Lake Thomas, and they told us, you know, we talked to some residents here. The mood has shifted a little bit. I think there's a little anger out there, um, but everyone says the goal is still very much the same. They are trying to find Haley. They're trying to find Haley safe. The affidavit also states that numerous pages of stories about serial killers, sexual sadists, mass murderers, family murderers, and motives for murders were found in the Dunn home. According to Billy and Sean, this was just a hobby of theirs and was misconstrued as something more. Although most of us who have an affinity for all things true crime know that this could be completely harmless. But we also know this information can mean different things in different scenarios. According to court documents, the home shared by Dunn, Adkins, and Haley had been the location of a domestic dispute back in February 2010. The affidavit says Adkins allegedly threatened to kill Billie Jean Dunn and Haley Dunn during the dispute. Adkins initially denied the statement, but went on to confirm that he did make those statements. Following Haley's disappearance, Haley's uncle told police he had a conversation with Adkins about Haley being missing. The uncle reportedly told Adkins he couldn't believe that someone would hurt a child. Adkins reportedly replied, quote, Yeah, it's like killing a deer. End quote. According to the uncle, on previous occasions, Adkins had, quote, talked often about how he kills deer and cuts them up with a chainsaw, end quote. Around January 12, 2010, Sean Adkins is officially named a person of interest. Law enforcement confirms that there are also other people that they are investigating, including her mother, Billy. 
Shortly after this, Haley's paternal grandmother, Connie Jones, came forward and stated that Haley had told her that she was afraid of him. She would see Sean standing outside her bedroom door at night. She could see his leg in his shadow. Because of this, she had attempted about a year before to get custody of Haley. She said that she believes that Sean raped and murdered Haley. Billy Dunn says that this is the first she has ever heard of Haley being afraid of Sean, as well as anyone else trying to get custody of her daughter. On January 14, 2010, Sean Adkins is named a suspect in the disappearance of Haley Dunn. This is as Colorado City officials release Sean Adkins has been upgraded to a suspect in the case. Remember, he's the former boyfriend of the mother. The only one named thus far as well. As time goes on, Sean Adkins starts refusing interviews. Law enforcement states that they will need more evidence to arrest Adkins. Haley Dunn's father, Clint, is speaking out for the first time since K-Texas first released affidavits with shocking information on his daughter's case. K-Texas reporter Jocelyn Tovar says that he's no longer in contact with Haley's mother, Billie Jean. Is that right, Jocelyn? That's right, Braid. He says they weren't seeing eye to eye before the documents were released, but says they made him see even more he needed to, quote, separate himself from that situation. He says Billy's new boyfriend and the only named suspect in the case, Sean Adkins, was at the top of his list from the very beginning. The stress and everything, I'm, I'm tired. Haley's mom, Billie Jean's former boyfriend, Sean Adkins, was named as the only suspect in Haley's disappearance. Something that didn't surprise Clint. He's the last person that's seen my baby girl. You know, he's been on the top of my list. Clint has been in Odessa, where he handed out missing person flyers at stores and malls. He says he's been following his own lead and reviewing cases similar to his to try and find his daughter. You know, I'm trying to learn the ropes here. I'm reading on the internet. I'm reading up on situations like this, scenarios, and, you know, I'm trying to get educated on the situation. And it's, you know, it's... Tell me these situations don't turn out good, especially each night that goes by. I feel like nobody's doing enough, and everybody's doing so much, you know, and I'm going to feel like that until my daughter's found. I feel like I'm not doing enough. I'm not, I'm not going to feel like it's enough until my daughter's here. But the thing that's keeping him together through all this is the outpouring of love from communities all over the big country. I can't thank him enough, you know. I didn't know it's amazing. We asked Clint about the affidavit's details, and he said he doesn't focus on them because they're just too upsetting. As the search continues, it appears that things for Billy and Sean are beginning to unravel. A series of 911 calls are released to the public that indicate rising tensions between the two. Shortly thereafter, another 911 call was released. This time, Sean Adkins was calling in to report that Billy Dunn was suicidal in February of 2010. In the midst of all the drama, the searches for Haley persist. By around January 20, 2010, the landfills in Colorado City, Texas and Snyder, Texas have been searched twice, even with cadaver dogs, as well as the landfill in Abilene, Texas. It has been confirmed that nothing was found as a result of these searches. The authorities were continuing to follow leads, even some that were out of state, as everyone in West Texas watched their news feeds dutifully for anything new on Haley's case.
on January 27, 2010. It marked a full month since Haley went missing. I wish I wouldn't have went to work that day. I wish I would have called her that night. One month after the disappearance of Colorado City teenager Haley Dunn, her mother sits down with CBS 7 for a conversation about how she's coping. From the first day her daughter turned up missing, Billie Jean Dunn has been the focus of community support, but she's also received her fair share of criticism. Tonight in a CBS 7 exclusive, Bo Berman sits down with Billie Dunn to discuss the last four weeks and her hope as the search continues. How are you feeling today? Um, I'm still trying to be optimistic, but um, I just am very frustrated that we don't have the answers we need yet. and. Somebody knows where my daughter is, and um, it's just hard that I haven't seen Haley in a month, and I've never gone this long without seeing her. How frustrating was it to be a mom and your daughter's missing, but also to hear those questions? On top of Haley missing, I have people saying horrible things and making horrible accusations, and after I get Haley home, I'll deal with the slander and the defamation of character. I definitely will. Do you feel that the law enforcement effort has gone far enough? Um, I wish they could have listened to me, trusted me from the beginning, trust that I know Haley better than anybody. I wish that other agencies could have gotten involved sooner than they did. It's hard to imagine how, how difficult this, this is, is on you. Have you had difficulty sleeping at night? Yeah, um, I do have lots of trouble sleeping. Um, I wake up in the morning and the first thought in my head is that Haley's not here. And it's the worst nightmare you can imagine. Do you ever just stop and look at her pictures, you know, as you walk by the house and through the house, yeah? Sometimes I stare at them all day long and other times I can't look at them at all. Do you feel like the overall, once the, the Texas Rangers came in and everybody came in, do you feel like the law enforcement effort was, was adequate and pretty strong? Yeah, I, I know that they're looking for and I know that they're working endless days. I just um, wish we could get some answers quickly. Sean was named a suspect a couple weeks ago. Have you talked to him recently? Um, we still talk some over the phone. He was went to talk to some media. Um, he has talked to law enforcement since and been able to explain his story again. Um, mostly he just tells me to try to keep that optimism and he's still praying, his family's still praying. He misses us, he loves us. Do you ever think back to, uh, to December 27th and kind of retrace through your mind and just think, you know, what if, questions like that? Yeah, all the time. I wish I wouldn't have went to work that day. I wish I would have called her that night. So many what ifs. Yeah. I just decided as long as I can believe Haley's alive and can come home safe, I'm going to believe that. Now, law enforcement searched parts of Scurry County today. According to Billy, members of the Class Kids Foundation are planning to come back to Colorado City soon to continue their search efforts. I am joined here by Clint Dunn. Just so my listeners know, Clint, I can't even thank you enough for responding as quickly as you did. I sent out this message message last night to your Facebook page and I got a message back almost immediately. So that really tells me that that you guys are really open to talking and that you're open to talking. And I just want to thank you right now for uh, for your time. 
You're welcome, and, and thank you also for um, trying trying to get this out there and trying to get us some help. That's the least you know we can do. You know, it's the least we can do. So, if you don't mind, uh, could you tell us a little bit about Haley personally? Uh, how what what kind of person was she like? Okay, uh, I wrote something about about her the other day, so I'm going to try to read this to you. Um, Haley Darlene Dunn was a great kid. In the third grade, Duke University started sending her pamphlets about their school. She was a straight-A student. She never once got in trouble at school. She played all sports that the school offered. She was very athletic and strong. Oh, okay. Sorry. She learned boxing. You, no, you, you, you take your time. She learned boxing and Gracie Jiu-Jitsu from uh, age three. I taught her. Um, she never used her skills on anybody. This is hard enough. I thought. Um, mm-hmm. She never used those skills on anybody, but she used the confidence of those skills to stop bullying at her school. She was the type of person to not stand around and let bad things happen without speaking up. She had no fear in doing the right thing. She stood up for strangers that she never met. Showing them love and compassion. She knew how to bait a hook, put a fish on a stringer. She didn't have nothing to do with cleaning the fish, though. She wanted to throw them back in. She loved animals. She had a little dog named Chico. She was an outside girl that knew how to use a machete and build fishing huts. She had style. Whether wearing her prom dress, looking forward to that day. Or running around in holy jeans, barefooted, chewed on a straw, like Huckleberry Finn. She was an honest person with strong integrity. She learned a lot of that from the school that she went to. She loved her school and all the teachers in Colorado City. She had a lot of friends, the friends that she had grown up with her whole life. She grew up in Colorado City, and she lived there her whole life. She loved music, was playing instruments at her Uncle Pete's house. She played the saxophone at school. She was first chair sometimes. She liked Green Day and Bruno Mars. She was a thrill seeker. Not scared of any ride at Six Flags. A huge UFC fan. BJ Penn was her favorite. She was friendly, playful, and she had a niche for comedy. Always making us laugh. Clever comedy that came at the right time. She was a beautiful child. Beautiful soul. They loved her family more than anything. Her and her brother were inseparable from the day she was born. As strong as a bond could get between a brother and a sister. She loved to go bowling, to the dirt track races, movie theaters, Six Flags, ice skating, her brother's football games, camping, prime time, really anything that the family did together. She was a Christian and loved and believed in God. Even when the rest of us stopped going to church, she did not. She took initiative to go to church herself, and the church bus picked her up in front of our house every day, every Sunday, 
She was an independent person. She liked the challenge and was humble on taking any. A trusted person. She was a winner. It could have. It could have done great things on this planet. And whoever did this to you, Haley, is pure evil. And they will probably see you again when they expire here on Earth. And they'll put their head down in shame and drop to their knees begging for forgiveness. Then they'll feel the love of an angel when you forgive them. You're an amazing being, Haley. That's taught me so much. It was such a pleasure and honor to be part of your life. And I thank you for changing my life from the day you were born. And that's it. That's what I wrote the other day for to kind of explain the kind of person that she is. That is <clears throat> that is nothing short of amazing right there, dude. That is nothing short of amazing. And I, I appreciate that. And I think oftentimes people forget that this isn't just a court case and this isn't just trying to hunt people down. You know, this is still a person and a child who was lost early. So I appreciate those personal words. Um, can you can you uh, speak maybe a little bit about about her brother? Uh, you had mentioned that they were close and I was really curious to maybe if he had you know, stated anything about her relationship with, you know, her mother and, and her mother's boyfriend. I mean, was there trouble there? Was there anything weird going on? She had told me from day one that she didn't like Sean. Yeah. Um, her and her brother had pretty, had a really good relationship. I mean, when they were young, they slept together and they started getting of age where y'all can't sleep together no more. You know, you guys are getting to be big kids. Mm-hmm. And so what they would do is um, they, one would sneak into the other one's room and sleep on the floor all the time because they were really close. And, uh, you know, there was nights when we would watch, stay up late watching TV and uh, the kids were already supposed to be in bed. And we'd watch a movie or something and go to the, go into the kitchen and then two are just, they're laying in the hallway asleep. They fell asleep watching the movie with us. <laughs> trying to sneak in there yeah they they were pretty close and uh, one thing that anybody that knows Haley, she she was very um vigilant about telling everybody uh her family is the most important thing that she loves her family more than anything and everybody knows that that knows Haley. so what were your initial thoughts when the initial disappearance happened well I just, I was probably making myself think positive about everything. So I was just thinking that she'd be home any moment. She's at a a friend's house that we haven't checked, that we haven't thought about. And, uh, you know, each day went by and and that starts to go away after each day goes by. Like, what the heck happened to my daughter, man? Where, Where in the world is she? Um, I know she didn't run away. That was if she would have ran away, it would have been to me. It would have been to my house. Never said run away. She was a happy person. She wasn't the type that would even run away from problems if she had any problems. 
and I never wanted to think that the Regina Sean had anything to do with it because I just I wouldn't allow myself to think that for years. I didn't want to think that Billy, well, Billy Jean and Sean had anything to do. I wanted to find my daughter alive. So I didn't want to think that because I knew that she would not be alive if they did something to her. Do you personally think that not necessarily Billy is involved, but Billy has knowledge that she hasn't spoken up about? Um, yeah. I'm I'm a, I'm about a hundred percent positive that that Billy Jean knows something. She's she's just acted way too suspicious. I don't know why she's not on the rooftop screaming to get Sean. She says one day that she thinks that Sean did it, and then she never said nothing about that really. I I don't know why she doesn't feel any kind of responsibility or guilt. I feel guilty. And I damn sure didn't do anything to her, but I feel so guilty that I wasn't there to protect her. The same thing with David. David hasn't, he, he won't speak about this situation at all. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't talked to him for about two years, but before that we did speak. And every time I tried to talk to him about, you know, what do you think happened to Haney? He would get very upset. And he would get angry and he would yell at me and tell me to shut up and leave him alone. He didn't want to talk about it. And as close as them two, well, I, I just, I, I don't know. It, it's just, it doesn't seem right. It really doesn't that, seem right. That some people have acted. I mean, mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't see why Billy Jean's not screaming, hey, give me another polygraph. I'm not lying. I'm, let me prove it to you. Let me show you. And she's making up. So many lies. There's so many lies that she said. Something something happened to Billie Jean that I don't I don't know her anymore. Mm-hmm. I was married to her 14 years almost, and um, I knew her pretty good. I trusted her with my kids, you know. But after we uh, separated, every, I've talked to a lot of people, and, and she definitely changed after that after we separated and I wasn't there to really notice the change. And I do. Yeah. I think that Billy Jean knows something. I, I personally agree with you. And there's, I know after I did the the first episode of this, um, which was a shorter episode, just like an introduction, the, uh, that was the, the general consensus is like, I don't know, man, she acts, she's acting pretty weird right now. And like you had mentioned the fact that, she's not as adamant about getting out there and being vocal about it and, you know, screaming for answers or any kind of arrest or resolution. That's just kind of shady, to be honest with you, looking at it from the outside. And I personally can't say I've ever been in that position. And, you know, I hope to God that I never am in that position. No offense to you, obviously. But from a person who's outside looking in, it seems like and, and correct me if I'm wrong, but it seems like you uh, recently have been getting very loud and very vocal about this case. And it seems like you're one of the only ones other than, you know, people from the area who still who still matter. But with people actually involved in the case, you were like the only one who's adamant about, you know, getting a resolution. So 
I guess with that being said, my question would be, how has the investigation uh, progressed? Uh, is there something that happened uh, recently that made you just say, okay, we got to get this done like this, you know, it's taken too long. Uh, is there anything that's been going on with that lately? Um, well, let me first say that since Haley Whitmiss, me and Billie Jean have gone on two totally different paths. She's gotten several good jobs. She's moved around and and gotten several places. Uh, I've heard allegedly she was working for a representative of the state, I guess as a secretary or something. And she uh, quite often goes to concerts and parties and posts them on Facebook. She's having a pretty good time. Um, me, I've spiraled and hit bottom and, and stayed there and, and have baited my head on the bottom of the barrel. Um, I've lost everything that a person could have. I'm, every friend, every family member, I don't even, I don't trust anybody anymore. I've lost my houses, my vehicles. I lost, my career is gone. Nobody around here wants to hire Clint Dunn because uh, they don't want to put me in control of a drilling rig and to hurt people. You know, they're scared that I'm a liability. And which they're probably right, but that's that's all I know. Uh, I'm not an educated person. I got a sixth grade education, so I went. I worked on drilling rigs my whole life, and and now I'm stuck where I can't even. Pizza Hut doesn't even want to hire me because they've heard my name. And I live here in Big Spring. Uh, I live about a mile and a half from where Sean Atkins is. Well, like I said, I've been just just depressed, and I just can't take it anymore. And I haven't been vocal at all all these years about Billie Jean being involved or or David knowing anything. I have never been vocal on that. And now I am because I, I, I was, I've, I've cooked, you know, I've boiled over. And I don't do anything mm -hmm. else in my life but think about this. This is all I, I think about. This is all I, I do. I, I try to find answers and I try to ask people to help me. And I'm raising my other daughter chloe right now which who i have full custody of but i can't take it anymore being i wanted to i was quiet all that time because because i i didn't want to run my relationship with david um i'm not his biological father but i raised him since he was nine months old and I, he's my son now we don't talk and that's when i say i've lost every single thing i mean every single thing i've lost yeah, I just I just boiled over, and I can't take it anymore. And I've got to find some answers. And I, these um, investigators have got to get off their asses, and they got to put this. And Big Spring needs to know that they got a dude that murdered a kid walking around their town. You know, he he, he lives in a neighborhood with other kids right now. There's, for somebody to think, oh, he's not going to do it again, is ridiculous. And that's so ignorant. And the fact that he's you know, so close to you, I just, I couldn't even imagine, to be perfectly honest with you, man. I really couldn't imagine. I mean, yeah, I didn't really, like, choose to move over here to Big Spring next to, to Sean. I just, I, I had some help offered to me, and I came over here. And so, okay. this is where I live, and I keep telling myself, you know, your mama told you to keep your friends close and your enemies even closer. So, I guess That's, I'm going off of that right now. I've heard, uh, as obviously you know, um, there was a middleman uh, or a middlewoman between us and our conversation. I had heard previously, because when I went to reach out to you, 
I was told by a few listeners of mine who are extremely passionate about about Haley's case. You know, they told me, make sure you know who you're talking to because there's a lot of, of trolls and a lot of, you know, people out there who are pretending to be this person or pretending to be that person. And I guess uh, my question would be, why do you think there are so many people trolling, you know, certain Facebook groups and certain pages trying to be absolutely mean about this case? They literally, at some point, don't care about it getting solved. They just care about what you're doing and what you're saying and trying to damage your reputation. What do you think about that? Um, I think that they're sick people. I, I think that literally they have like serious issues that they need they need to get help. They're they're getting they're getting pleasure from from all this somehow. I can't I can't phantom what the hell they're thinking. I really can't because I don't I don't understand why they're trying to tear me up. And I'm just asking everybody, I'm just telling everybody what I know and I'm, I want answers. I'm not making up lies and, and coming up with some bullshit for them to try to come after me with. And that's what they're doing. I, I really don't know why they're getting their kicks or how they, I, I, I don't understand them. They, they've got to be some very twisted, evil individuals out there. It's a high profile case and they're just all over it and they're having yeah. fun. That kind of shit really gets to me, man. It's it's absolutely uncalled for, and and you know you know as well as I do, those people have never been in your position, you know. So I'm happy to see you out here being more vocal and and trying to see the case get resolved. Has law enforcement, you know, said anything to you as of late about you being so vocal about this? Well, yeah, they have, but not the investigator involved. I don't know what the hell he's doing. I don't know what the hell he's doing. I I am disgusted with the investigators on this case. I've been into his office 50 times, and almost every time that I've gone to his office and talked to him about this, I bring up something that he doesn't even know about. That's like, it's in the evidence. And he's like, he doesn't know about this shit. Uh, an example is uh, I told him that I wanted the picture taken of Haley from the Xbox. I said that was the last picture taken of her. And there was a picture taken of her at 11 o'clock that night, that Sunday night. And I want that picture. That's all I want. I want that picture of her for myself. And he did, he said, what Xbox? What picture? Like, are you serious, dude? You don't, the Xbox, the, the FBI came and, and took from David. And then they bought him a new one. And they kept that, that Xbox. And they told me that there's pictures on there of her playing the video game on the Xbox Connect. And I want those. You don't even know about that. And he says, "No, I gotta. I guess look into the file." And, and this was years after he's already had the case. So this dude hasn't even looked at the whole case. There's just things that he doesn't know about. He, I don't even. I don't know if it's a miscommunication between between all the jurisdictions because there's so many: the FBI, the Texas Rangers, uh, and and so many counties also were involved in, in this. I guess they never put all their notes together. I don't know what's going on. John McDaniel, is, that's the investigator that's on this case out of Scurry County. He won't tell me shit about what's going on in this case. When was the last update you uh, you had 
other than like seeing something break on the news, any new piece of evidence or any, you know, new direction, anything like that, do does law enforcement give you, you know, do they call you ahead of time and say, hey, you know, no. we found no, this new piece of evidence and you have to see it on the news? Yes, that's yeah. how it's been from the beginning. I've I've had to watch this story unfold on the news because law enforcement are not contacting me and, and updating me at all. So especially when, when this all started and I was looking for Haley every day and in the first months, that was one thing I had to do every night was be glued to the TV at five o'clock so I could see if there's any updates on my daughter's case. Because they, nobody would talk. It's not like you see in the movies, you know, where Mel Gibson's getting to be involved in, in, in his kid's freaking kidnapping. It's not like that. I'm left totally in the dark. And, and the things that John, John will sit there and tell me, he'll say that I can't tell you nothing about the case, Clint. Can't tell you nothing. And that's what he says to my questions. The only one thing that he did tell me, he says that he thinks that Billie Jean is innocent. And uh, I, I, how do you possibly think that, dude? From all the lies that's been told, how do you, uh, the polygraph, the reason that she says that she failed the polygraph is a lie. How can you possibly think that she's innocent? And Billy's not even the main suspect. That's what bothers me the most. It's like, she was you a know, person of interest at one time. Yeah. And now she's, she's not anymore that's just crazy but, to me you know billy jean had a lawyer i guess she needed a lawyer for all this but for some somehow that lawyer got to find out exactly where the bones were found how many bones were found how far they were scattered out and the condition that they were in and of course since billy jean's lawyer got to find that out billy jean got to she knows all this and i'm asking why, why does she get to know shit like that why does she get to know exactly how the bones were and if they were buried or not buried or if they were dug up, if it was dumped? Mm-hmm. Uh, how the hell are y'all going to let her know all that? And yeah, that does seem pretty know, odd. It, it seems that Billie Jean does get updates, but I don't. Do you don't know what took so long to get the to get the remains released? Because they held on to them for a few years, didn't they? Law yeah, they were... Um, they were at Bailey Baylor University is where they okay. were at. They were doing forensics on them. And mm-hmm. I wish that they would have kept them there. I, I wish they would still be there waiting for some forensic science to get better so we could find out who did this. Somehow, um, when her remains were going to be released, John McDaniel called me and said that he was going to release the remains to me. And so I started making funeral arrangements. A couple of hours later, he called me and he says, no, we're not going to give them to you. We're going to give the remains to Billie Jean. And I said, why? I said, that's not even legally right because CPS came and took custody from Billie Jean of David and Haley because she was doing drugs. And there were drugs found in the house and it was, you know, everybody knew that she was on drugs. So CPS came and took custody away from her. How is it that she gets the remains back? And what it was, was Billie Jean had a lawyer, and she got her lawyer involved, and somehow she got the remains back. Uh, I didn't get to go to the funeral. I wasn't invited. And from what I hear, I don't know if it's the truth. It freaking disgusts me, but from what I hear, Billie Jean had the remains cremated. So there's no digging those remains up and, and, and getting any kind of forensics off them anymore. 
that's uh it's pretty intriguing right there you don't see that very often yeah. it, was, it was something that i heard so i don't know if that's exactly true probably is true because billy jean has something to do with the murder and she doesn't want the murder solved if it was solved I, she would probably be in prison. yeah and there's a lot of people that agree with you on that i can tell you that right now because i was watching a, a couple youtube interviews with her and i was just like man the polygraphs and then everything was sean and i mean even sean i don't understand how they couldn't have held their remains like you had said until you know forensic technology got a little bit better because here in just the last year i'm pretty sure you've been seeing what's happening with all these cold cases that are being yeah. solved by forensic testing yeah, forensics is just it's Every day it's getting better. They're 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 figuring this stuff out, and I don't know, man. I, I can't. Yeah. There's so much. I'm so confused from all this shit that's going on. I, I I don't know what to believe, and I'm gonna tell you that there's not a story that I haven't thought about. Mm-hmm. I've thought of every possible way that my daughter could have died, and that, it kind of sucks to live through life thinking that. But mm-hmm. I'm I'm trying to figure out what happened to her. So this is this is my world. Well, I tell you what, man. Um, to wrap this interview up, and like I said, I can't, I can't honestly thank you enough for for speaking out and taking the time. Uh, is there anything you know you'd like to say in regards to this case, or to anybody who might be involved? Is there any message you'd like to say? And and I would I would love for you to tell people where they can submit tips or information to as well, um, like your Facebook page and, and your social media and stuff to help get this um, case out. Okay, tips all can go to uh, com, and that's where anybody that has any tips or if you just want to get on there and, and learn about the case or whatever, go to whokilledhaleydunn.com. Mm-hmm. And there's also a Facebook page for Who Killed Haley Dunn. To the people... Or the person that killed Haley. There's there's only one way to set yourself free. And that's to come forward. And then. I want to let you know that I forgive you. I forgive you. And that's all I want to let them know. That's very well said. That's very well said. Because not many people would say something like that. Not many people would say something like that at all. You know? I admire your your strength and conviction. You know? I've never been in your position. and And I honestly can't relate to it. But after doing a lot of these different cases, I've seen people act a lot of different ways. And I think... I think you're going about this the right way, to be honest with you. And I hope you you better never stop, man. And hopefully we can we can get a lot more attention on this case, if anything else. You know what I mean? Because if it's not being actively investigated, it needs to be. It needs to be. Yeah, I want to I want to thank all your listeners. I want to tell y'all that there's somebody out there that can help us. I don't know who you are or what you do, or what what you know, 
you could be right next to this case or you could be a hundred thousand miles away. But I want to let y'all know that there is somebody out there that can help. And every little bit that y'all do, every phone call that you make is going to push this closer to getting it solved because there's somebody out there that knows something. And I want to thank y'all for y'all's help. No, it's, it's no problem at all. This is what we do. You know, it's what we do. We try to try to get attention to cases like this because she ain't going to be forgotten. That's for sure. Clint, thank you very much for your time. I appreciate it. Thank you very much, Justin. All right. You have a good day, sir. All right. You too, man. Bye-bye. Bye.